everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Double Date with Dateline. Double fun. Double the pleasure. No, that's no, still not, not for it. this one. No. No, double the pleasure. Not for this one. Nope. I hope you're not getting sick of these guys because we have so many double dates coming up. Getting sick of double dates or this specific series? I hope you're not sick of this specific series because this is only our second one and we plan to do more because we are now obsessed. Um, I hope you guys are excited. We have a we have like three or four double dates coming up in a row here. So enjoy. No, we have like eight. We have eight or nine double dates coming <laughs> up in a row here. Double yep. what I said. Double your yep. pleasure. Double your yep. double date. <laughs> so this episode is from the series Blood Relatives. Again. You might recall Blood Relatives as the ID network show where Brenda Strong is doing Desperate Housewives narration. And for some reason, unknown to us, a reptile slash amphibian slash insect slash cre- creature is not, not crawling across various scenes symbolically with the actors not noticing. Why do you say not, not always? Because the one I watched had a doll face, had a mask. It was a tiny as a doll. Oh, and this one has a doll in it. Oh, we'll get did to that. Did you notice Don't the you doll dare head bring it in up. this? I, did I notice it? What the it? heck was that about? Girl, I time-coded it. Because if you hadn't seen it, I needed you to see it. I, I would paused on it. It makes no... It's the... I can't... Don't talk about it yet. Don't talk about it. Save it, save it. But this is a different doll than the doll I saw in the other episode we'll be covering. So there, we are going to be covering an episode where... There was no... Nothing alive. In the one you did. Exactly. It was the, the, but the object they kept showing was mm-hmm. a painted, um, like a masquerade doll mask. How strange. Because I watched one um, that was a beetle. A large black beetle would crawl across various things. So I don't know. And then I saw one that was a snake. So here's how we're going to do this. We're going to do this, which has another amphibian or mm-hmm. reptile. And then we're going to do the one with the non-alive object and see mm-hmm. if we can find the through line. Although mm-hmm. I do think I found it in this again, like the bearded okay. dragon in last time. Okay. Can't wait. Uh, so this, I believe, is an iguana of some sort? Maybe? No, ma'am. No, nope. lizard. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Bearded dragon. Nope. It's not a lizard? Can I guess? Yeah. Is it some sort of Scottish lizard? Oh, that's the first thing I looked up. I googled, are there iguanas in Scotland? That's hilarious. Do you know what I looked up? Scottish lizard. Yeah. Um, but do you know the Google search that let me find what it was? Mm-mm. Lizard with thing on its head. Oh, That's okay. literally the search I did. Do you want me to tell you? Sure. It's a chameleon. Okay. Kind of makes sense. Kind of not really, though. I mean, it, it could apply to any episode where someone murders someone. Does it not make sense? No, it doesn't not make sense, but I'm sure it could have made sense for a lot of other ones. But that's like a Dateline title. Like, yeah. I'm just saying chameleon made more sense than any other kind of reptile. I was like, sure. Okay. It either needed to be a Scottish lizard or a chameleon. So, well, the beetle one, I'm very curious why it was, it was maybe a stink beetle. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Tell me which one that is. I gotta watch that one. Okay. Um, I can't do one if there's a spider. Uh, that's gonna be really hard for me. I haven't seen a spider yet, and I've watched quite either. a few. So, 
Okay, so this episode is called Clash of the Tartans. And if you're wondering why, you won't be soon. Because it's so obvious. It's but literally it's also shoved down your literally throat. makes no sense. Because you don't know why. But it's in your face all the time. But you don't know why it's being put in your face. What it has to do with anything. I don't think it does. Someone's Scottish. They might all be Scottish. It's unclear. So it's I don't know. I don't I don't know. Honestly, I wish I thought you might have answers. No, I don't. So this is season five, episode 10. This episode starts with a woman walking through the woods in the dark and you think she's going to be murdered because she happens to be in maybe like skimpy clothing and there's moonlight. But the guy sneaking up on her is her husband brandishing a bloody knife. But he didn't just murder someone. He caught dinner and she gently strokes the bloody knife. This whole part has nothing to do with anything. He never kills or hunts anything ever again. Um, They do spend time in the woods. I guess that's the only thing. I think that we need to put a quick warning on this episode. Because this is probably, I would say, by far the most graphic episode that we've covered. It's sexual. It's it's not even sensual. It's sexual with an X. So... Maybe a triple X. So yeah, it's a triple X. I'm saying children stop watching now. If you don't, w- if you're not into watching that sort of thing, just listen to our recap and maybe don't watch it yourself. You'll get the general idea. But it is an episode where I watched 60% of it because 40% I had to shield my fragile <laughs> eyes. So, which is why I picked it. I, so- I knew you did because you know that's why I didn't pick it. I told you I had watched it. And I was like, I almost picked that. But then there were very glaring reasons why I didn't. Mm -hmm. Now we have it. So uh, I I still love the intro of the show with the the perfect family posing for a portrait. And then random splashes of blood, but like way too much blood. Like the Kool-Aid man explodes all over the intro. Like the elevators in The Shining. Yes. This episode takes place in Portland, Oregon, which is a magnet for everyone from hipsters to hikers and murderers. Same thing? Kind of the same. Not the same thing. Could be. Patricia and Christopher McCollin like live there. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Like. They like it and they they live there. They like to live there. (laughs) And uh, for some reason, they are tent camping, but she's wearing a bra and a short. Scottish type skirt, but very short, and fishnets in the tent. So a Scottish type skirt is a kilt. No, it is an inch of fabric. I, I, it's I would like say... um, Avril Lavigne when she would wear a short skirt like that. So that's called a schoolgirl skirt. There when you, you shorten a kilt yeah. and wear it with fishnets, it's yeah. called sexy schoolgirl. And sexy you can buy that girl. costume in a bag at Spencer's. Uh. Also, why are you wearing it in a tent? No idea. Christopher has started a successful rideshare business. He works six days a week, very hard. On the days off, they have sex in a tent, I guess. So then you see um, a silhouette of a lizard crawling across the tent, and you're like, okay. But it has a thing on its head, like a mohawk. A mohawk. It looks like a tiny rhinoceros or a tiny stegosaurus. (laughs) 
So in their like standing still photos, when we cut in between scenes, he's always wearing the full Scottish garb with the kilt and the little man purse thing that I don't know what it's called. I did. I one at one point knew and now I forgot. Okay. Um, and she's just wearing a normal dress. A so tam shant tam shant maybe. That might be the hat. Okay, go on. But so you're like, oh, he's Scottish. But in the first scene, she's wearing the Scottish kilt that is really just an Avril Lavigne schoolgirl Britney Spears thing. That's a fantasy so skirt, yeah. It's fa- so you're like, maybe, maybe he's the Scottish one. Patricia has a daughter from another relationship. They will act from the rest of the episode like that is his child, which is great. He loves that child. There's also a lot of times when we have to ask ourselves in this episode, is the child at home? Like a dozen times. A dozen times I wrote, where is the child? Because Because it's disturbing. It's disturbing. So Christopher loves his stepdaughter, who he considers his daughter, and surprises her with a weird looking unicorn figurine. And uh, explains it to her that this is a mythical, magical creature. Now, she's like seven. mythical, magical creature from? Scotland. That's our ding. Where's my ding sound effect? (laughs) It's going to be broken by the end. Ding. It's going to be broken. I did not know unicorns are from Scotland. Also, this girl is six or seven years old. She knows what a unicorn is. You don't have to explain it to her. I didn't know they were from Scotland. Since when? I think he's made that up. So they live in this huge house. He made a lot of money. Patricia's sister, Amber, lives with them. She lives with them? She does. Sometimes. Right now, she's living with them. At the beginning. Okay. okay. And they walk in from camping, and uh, she says, you're disgusting, sis. You need a spa day or something. And then the sister, Patricia's like... Thanks, little sis. What I really need is my back cracked. And then Amber takes her elbow and shoves it into the back of Pat- the middle of Patricia's back, which is not how you crack someone's back. It's not. No, I don't know. How I to mean, do maybe it. if they're laying down on their stomach, you could knead in there with a knot. But that's not how you crack someone's back. Did the director not know you, how to crack? You give them back? a bear hug from behind and kind of lift them up, and that cracks their back. No, thanks. Um, hmm. Why do... Okay, I just want to point out some similarities really quick between this and the... La- and what's it called? Heir to the Fortune? What was the last episode called? Heir. The last Blood Relatives episode. Yeah. We did. Death is in the air. Death is in the air. Air spelled H-E-I-R. So yeah. it, we have almost an identical setup. Did you see that? We have a scene that... Is like showing a gift or a family thing, like we did with the treasure hunt in the last one. Immediately, we're in the kitchen. That is, yeah. I have feel mm-hmm. like this might be the setup mm-hmm. through all of these episodes that we have. That I think you and might then, be right. but where are they getting all these beautiful kitchens? I don't. How? Yeah, it's, it costs a not, lot of money to rent those houses. It's not the same kitchen. In. No, it does, it costs a lot of money to rent those houses. Yeah. Also, the people who make rent those houses make good money, but it's not worth it because the crew destroys your house. Uh, it's not worth it. Do you think that maybe we are getting, we're going to, if we watched a bunch of these, we'd see we a double see of the a kitchen? We would see the same house. I'm sure we would. Okay. Yeah. There yeah. We go. So 
Patricia's the older sister. Amber is the younger sister. Amber is cooking breakfast for them and is making Scottish something. She's making sausages. Well, the first we get the close up on the Scottish blend yes. spice. Yeah. And so then square Scott sausage is what she says out loud that she's making. So ding right. and ding. ding yeah. Ding. And, and on the counter is a box that clearly is like Scottish tea. And it appears in every house that is in this episode. Including camping. Yeah, it's everywhere. So um, this is, I don't I don't know why we need to know that he's Scottish so badly. None of them have accents, by the way. They all are just have Scottish heritage. It makes no sense. Absolutely it, no sense. The only thing I think it matters for is the title. I think they were so happy with the title that they wrapped the entire show around the fact that one of these people is Scottish. We don't know who, because everyone at different points is wearing tartan. I have one idea. Okay. My other idea was I think that this might play a bigger part in the actual story, the real story. And so they went with it and thought that because they knew the the full story that like it would somehow read on screen. Yeah, it doesn't. But it doesn't. Or no. that there was a scene that was cut that has a lot to do with Scotland. And it's maybe the real Christopher had a Scottish accent and was actually from like Scotland. Like legitimately from Scotland. And it was like that one episode that took place in Germany and we had no idea because oh everyone had American accents. And apparently it was in Germany the whole time. That ID network is so confusing, you guys, but Sometimes. in the best best way. Best so way. it works your brain. Best intentions. Yes. Amber has been through a messy divorce, but remained friends with her, try to follow this, her ex's cousin Chris. Not her blood cousin, her ex's cousin, which is important because right away it becomes clear that they are sleeping together. They are giving each other the sexy eyes, and the, it, they're not cousins. He's the ex's cousin. Are you He's, sure? I'm positive. They You're keep positive. saying, I'm so positive. It's Sorry, Amber had an ex-boyfriend. We don't know his name. No, divorce. Ex-husband. Oh, uh, sorry. Amber had an ex-husband. Yeah. And this guy was his cousin. Right. Chris number Which they, two. They point out very clearly, they say she's somehow managed to remain friends with her ex's cousin. Yeah, yo, they're not friends. I They're why? doing the business. Yeah, they're clearly dating. Also, um and it becomes we an have important a plot point later. We have a Christopher, we have a Christopher and a Christopher and a Chris. So that's how are also we doing confusing. This? I think we have to call Chris Chris Lubber. Because that's no, well, Christopher is the um, husband. That's Scottish, maybe. Chris is the cousin. That's how they do it on the show. It still was hard to follow, so I'm trying to help our listeners. Oh, okay. So maybe we have to do Scottish Christopher and cousin Chris. How sure. about that? Okay. Sure. So Amber is the quiet sister. Patricia is the older sister. She's the one that takes the lead, which they show us by having Amber nervously, because all of a sudden she's nervous, dropping a breakfast plate. And then as she's cleaning up the eggs on the floor, she has a flash where she's all, it's like she has a mini stroke and she sees blood in the eggs. And then she kind of shakes her head, like shakes it off and is disturbed. 
like I thought she killed her husband. <laughs> like she's having flashbacks, but no one's been murdered yet. So I really wanted the chameleon to come and eat the eggs. <laughs> right. They eat the eggs. No. Also, can I ask a really obvious question? Why didn't they just go with scotch egg? No idea. Okay. So then she cuts herself on the plate and acts like a real baby. She's kind of like, it's really bad. Okay, calm down. So cousin Chris, who she's clearly sleeping with, puts a Band-Aid on it without cleaning the wound at all, even though there's yolk in it, and kisses the Band-Aid. And that's how you know sexy time. Does he have a shirt on or off at this point? It's hard to keep track. (laughs) He's always shirtless. Constantly. even when he's camping in the woods. They have um, a 30-second, at least, gratuitous scene of Chris, cousin Chris showering <laughs> for no reason, except I... to show he is a good body and cousin Chris is also seems to be staying at the house because he's hanging out a lot with Amber, but no one knows they're sleeping together. That's a big secret we'll find out later, even though audience already seems – I, I mean, it's obvious. It's so obvious. But no one else knows. And so Christopher, Scottish Christopher and his wife Patricia don't wonder why cousin is also sleeping there at the house with her sister Amber. Makes no sense. The showering scene <sighs> – he, he has a tattoo on his ribs that says, you always miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's so such you know an actor. That's such an actor tattoo. Driven. That is such an actor who trains in CrossFit tattoo yeah. that I have, I like, I got your number, buddy. Um, hold, I mean, I don't want your number. I keep your number. I do. But, I liked um, Chris. Okay, boy. No, thank you. So, um. I think that we what's happened here, as I'm just starting to realize, we might be watching one of the ID Network shows where in the title of like the series, it's like a sexy look at I feel like we're watching one of the prettiest, maybe one of the sexiest shows on ID Network. Um, Think about the last episode. There's so much more in these yeah, episodes than they in show a other lot more series. skin for no reason for longer periods of time. Yeah, that's true. Although that that Susan Lucci show I really want to do because Susan Lucci hosts it, and I think there's some steamy, steamy stuff. They on wouldn't that show even too. say. I think they'd say a steamy series about right. what happens when right. love goes bad or love turns sour. Something. Okay. So he lives there, too. And then it says Brenda Strong informs us that the two. Okay, see, this is where it gets me. The two cousins seem to be freeloading off Christopher's success. They're not two cousins. They're not cousins, though. One is a cousin of Amber, who's the sister. She's the sister-in-law of Christopher. She's. Patricia's sister. So how is Amber? Who's the second cousin? Is this perfect strangers? I think Spalky she's Bartaka saying that moves there. Cousin Larry. So I think that they, I think that they're just trying to hit the ho- point home, home that they that are not really cousins, but kind of cousins kind by of, marriage, kind of cousins. So but then, not we, at all. Right. Then we see a quick shots of a creepy mask. Blood mm-hmm. going down the drain and the chameleon. 
They are literally the opposite of blood relatives. I'm just, I want to state that, by the they way. They exactly okay. are. Okay, yeah, all right. That's true. That's true. The big problem is that Christopher is actually broke. His ride-sharing business is going under. He tries not to let Patricia know because she likes the finer things and she wants to be a stay-at-home housewife. So we see their marriage in its state represented in a tableau, if you will, where they're laying in bed and her back is to him, indicating that they are not currently having sex. And he's staring up at the ceiling, holding his pendant, which is probably Scottish, because he's troubled. And oh, it's daytime with daylight coming in. So because no, we don't have no idea. And then she's in her lingerie and he's in boxers because to show that they have good bodies. And there is no comforter on the bed. It is a bed with a sheet and pillows, and they are laying on top of the sheet, no comforter. They're having money troubles, and they don't want to <laughs> use the AC, so I don't know why you're so confused. They were making the bed and just put the sheets on, and then we're like, let's just lay down for a sec. Take a beat. So Christopher is broke, and so they have to kick out Amber and Chris. Why don't they just make them pay rent? Great Why don't point. Amber and Chris just get jobs? Great point. So Christopher, Scottish Christopher, works hard to try to save the house and the business, but Patricia deals with stress in a more unconventional way. So Christopher walks into the living room late at night. He's been working late, trying to save his business. He finds Patricia tied up in chains that are attached to the wall kind in of. their living room with a BDSM guy whipping her. So here's my questions. Well, it's probably the same as mine. Should we say it together? <laughs> Where, Where is, is the, child? the child? It's very, I mean, is she doing the, the In the living make, room. Whips make a lot of noise. Chains make a lot of noise, Chains Kimberly. make a lot of noise. What? Ask Ebenezer Scrooge. I know. She's going to be like, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Mr. What's his name? <laughs> Mr. Morley? Who is it? Who's the, oh, yeah, Who's yeah, the boss yeah, that comes yeah, back? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So also, I did have a technical question about the chains because this is in their living room. So they're not like drilling holes in while the husband's away so that they can have a dungeon set up in the living room are they altering the are they on command strips because i don't think command strips will hold up chains like that are you going and into an ad about command strips no i oh, would okay. wish um, they would sponsor us because i do enjoy a command strip i i have not found them easy to use actually command strips mm. i try to put things that are not supposed to go on them on them that might be my problem um that's user error yeah, repeatedly. So I think, yeah. um, first of all, they're white chains, which take away a little bit from the... Now, I didn't look for a long time, so I'm not sure, but I saw a white I chain. I saw a silver. I saw a silver chain. Okay. It looks like a real um, chain, but it was probably a, a prop plastic chain, I guess, now that I think about it. Isn't that what happens? I have not seen or read Fifty Shades of Grey, but there is a room that he has his business right. in, right? 
because things require installation. You need our friend yeah. Matt who has the toolbox and he comes yeah. and uses a level and gets thing and doesn't want to drill you, into where the and studs are. And you don't are. tell him what it's and, for. And you don't tell him what it's for. You say it's to hang a flat screen. And he knows where to put everything in and what kind of brackets to use and L-shaped brackets and such. You need to do a lot of work to get that sort of setup. But they have it done so it could be just easily put up and taken down while the husband's at work. In the living room where the daughter plays with her friends. Um, by the living room windows. By the front door. By just Literally, they walk in and it's like, hell- yeah, you're right. The neighbors can right. see. So here's the deal. None of that happened. Yeah. So he probably did walk in on, I would guess, no chains. Right. Possibly a whip, but it was in a bedroom with the door locked. That makes much that more is sense. probably what happened. I love ID for making this dramatic, but under <laughs> right. no circumstances did this scenario <laughs> I pray to God. I solved it for you. Also, when Christopher walks in, Patricia looks at him with this expression of like, oh no, my husband caught me. This is bad. But then the BDSM guy grabs her throat doing the sexy time stuff and she gets all into it again, even though her husband is horrified. He knew none of this and he just walked in and they just keep going. Okay. I'm going to have to take your word for it. Because <laughs> you were again, looking away. I yeah. did not watch that part. Yeah. So I don't know. Then Brenda Strong tells us, this will be far from the most troubling sex act this family sees before this is all done. What? And then I couldn't figure out which one she was talking about because there's two more. So we'll get there. I think I know. So Christopher learns that Patricia has been sleeping with men, meeting men on bondage sites. And in to demonstrate that, we see a scene where a man is stroking her and rolling around with her on a bed, also no covers. And her lady parts are strategically covered up by a tartan blanket. So, oh ding! Um, Christopher is furious. Yeah, there was no tartan in the BDSM scene, though. The I don't think the BDSM guy was wearing a tartan. Yes, he is. Later on, he is. Okay, he's wearing. Yeah, Christopher is furious, but Patricia tries to convince him to do an open marriage. She says, "There's not one man that can satisfy me, just like there's not one woman that can satisfy you." Well, there was until now, Patricia. So, divorce her. But Christopher looks at his daughter with the unicorn that she's playing with because she loves it so much. The Scottish unicorn. The Scottish magical unicorn. Which are apparently from Mesopotamia, but that's cool. Go ahead. Did you Google it? I did. And he he looks at the daughter and he thinks, I don't want to break up my family. And you know what, Katie? Family is the most important thing. And if there's ever a year to make the mom or mother figure in your life feel loved and appreciated on Mother's Day, it's this one. That's true. It's been hard not seeing family this year. I've seen my mom a few times with masks on and she begs me, can I hug you? And I say six feet apart. And that's why I'm glad my mom has been doing Story Worth. Yes. Story Worth is an online service that helps your mom, grandmother, and mother-in-law share stories 
through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Every week, StoryWorth emails your mom a different prompt, like, what is the best advice your mother ever gave to you? Or, what is the biggest challenge you've faced in your relationship? Is it anything like the couple in this episode? Other questions like, what talent would you choose to have? Like, fun questions, thought-provoking, really amazing questions. Things that you wouldn't think to ask someone, but you actually really want to know the answer because it makes you know them a lot better. Yes. You can go online and read the testimonials of how StoryWorth has helped families stay together, much like the family in this story is going to stay together. I really think they're going to make it work. Yes. My favorite thing about my mom's StoryWorth answers are that sometimes she answers a completely different question. Like... The question was, what were your grandparents like? And Joni answered, when I was in college, I was in a community theater play with my best friend, Mickey. We were best friends growing up. She was hilarious. We would blah, blah, blah. Her parents were blah, blah, blah. When she got married, the four of us became best friends. The whole paragraph is about Mickey. That was not the question, Joni. But Joni I needed loved it. The turn it took. It's what it's like having a conversation with Joni. Love it. You never know where it's going to go. After one year, StoryWorth takes all the stories, including photos, and turns them into a keepsake book that's shipped for free. I know my mom's book is going to be bananas, and I cannot wait to see it. I want to so see give that your book. Mom- <laughs> I know. We maybe should publish it on Patreon. Yeah. Because the people need to know. Self-publish. Give your mom the most meaningful gift this Mother's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com forward slash date dateline. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com forward slash date dateline for $10 off. It is a much better gift than a Scottish Tea of the Month Club. Absolutely. That is my favorite throwback joke that I've ever done. It's a throwback to like six months ago. Like a year ago. I'm still really proud. It's very good. Thank you, StoryWorth. Thank you, StoryWorth. Check them out, guys. It's such a great gift. So Christopher decides, okay, we can do the open marriage, but he doesn't really want to meet anyone. He just wants to keep his business afloat. So he is on his laptop working. It is the middle of the day. He's in the living room again. Oh, Patricia- I can't. Can we just skip this scene? <laughs> Patricia walks by in the living room with a man, a b- very buff man, in tartan briefs. Who kind and- of looks like Cousin Chris. No, he's way more built. I didn't. Like, lo- I didn't get a good look at the gentleman. He's, so he's too, he's to me, bigger. I saw what was happening, and I was like, no. "You got to be kidding!" So she is wearing all of her bondage stuff, like, and um, she has a warning. collar around her neck, and the guy is pulling her by the collar and makes her call him master again. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Again, it is the middle. <laughs> Of the day. Where is is the the child? child. And poor Christopher just rolls his eyes at this scene and continues typing on his laptop because he's in the common area of the house. So this is part of the deal, right? Yes. She's trying to get attention from Christopher, too. I think so. Yeah. And but also maybe also voyeur, she's just the, horrible. The, but also the getting caught aspect is very mm-hmm. clearly part of the turn on for mm-hmm. this, for her, which is yeah. real twisted. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's pretty so twisted. Christopher decides to leave the house because... 
there's no safe spaces in the house anymore. And he goes to hang out with Chris, the cousin, at a bar. They're playing darts and a woman comes over and they instantly click. She even fondles the pendant around his neck, which we see a close-up of in every single scene. What does it mean? It's probably Scottish. It's a tree of life or something? Maybe it's Scottish. It's definitely Scottish because... Because he's Scottish. Uh, So this woman thinks that he's getting divorced. They're both in because he said, well, we're both dating other people. Uh, While they're romancing, there is a close up of a Scottish flag in the bar. So I guess there is. It doesn't appear to be a Scottish bar, but they just put a little mini Scottish flag sitting in a cup. But apparently Patricia's arrangement is in a two way street. So she sees this woman, Samantha, drop Christopher off at the house and he kisses her goodbye and Patricia is very jealous. Samantha and Christopher fall in love. Oh. Within days. How much time? Okay, it's not much time. It seemed to be maybe a week. And they are in his garage and he's showing her things in his garage And she decides this is the perfect time. And Samantha gets down on one knee and proposes to Christopher with a ring box and everything. And at this moment, Patricia walks in and sees the proposal because this is happening in their garage. Again, Samantha, you propose to a man in the garage that he shares with his wife. While he was showing you a circular saw? Yeah, exactly. So romantic. Question for you. Nope. What is worse? What Patricia walked in on or what Christopher walked in on? Oh. Right? What would hurt me more? Yeah. If I didn't know anything was going on and I walked in on one of those scenarios, um, number two. The proposal. The proposal. Because the first one is just kind of like, what's going on for for real? But the second one is like, oh, you straight up don't love me. Yeah. Good call. And you're proposing to someone else before you told me you wanted a divorce. Because that was the problem. You're getting proposed to. But still, it's in your garage. They're in an open marriage. And they're not supposed to be getting divorced. But clearly they are if he's going to get married to someone else. So um, I found it. Oh, what is it? Scottish pendant. Yes, it's a Scottish. I literally just looked up Scottish pendant, period. Mm -hmm. It's a Scottish thistle. Oh, well, there you Uh, go. I don't know. There's a bunch of them. It was like the first pendant that came up. It's like it looks like wheat on either side. I Mm -hmm. couldn't figure out. It looked like a crest on his Mm. thing. That's it. So, yes, it's Scottish. There we go. So, Patricia... uh, angrily turns around and drops this little gardening rake tool that she's holding. Never gardens in the entire rest of the episode. Doesn't appear to like handiwork. She drops. She drops. There's no time. She drops the gardening tool. You see it on the floor. Then you see close up of her angry face. Then you go back to the gardening tool. And now the uh, chameleon is sitting on top of it. It's magical. Poof. It can teleport itself. Then Christopher realizes he wants to make the marriage work. The marriage with Patricia. What are you talking about? Why Why? does this happen? So in a couple, two days, 
after Samantha proposes and he tearfully says yes, he breaks up with her at a bar. He says, I can't do it. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. And he wants to make the marriage work between him, Patricia, her daughter, and her master, I guess. Um, it'll, it'll be a four-way thing. Oh, and so he breaks up the he breaks off with Samantha. She gets up and walks away, leaves the ring on the table. She does not take the ring back. Unlike 90 Day Fiance, half the men are trying to get their rings back That's this right. season. So Christopher and Patricia make up and they have the business in a bubble bath. And now we see that he has a obviously fake Scottish tattoo that they put on the actor's arm that looks like painted on. And of course, he's wearing the pendant, close up of the pendant. Every scene we see the pendant. That scene's too long, too. There's too like, many. It hangs too long. No, the scene, the sexy scene. Oh, the scene, scene and the sex scene. Just there uh, is too long for the length of the show. Yeah, so that's I why agree. I'm saying I feel like this is a steamy show on purpose. We are leading people into a, a steam bath, as it were. I'm fine with that. Sensual encounters. We should just start calling this Dateline After Dark. A date with after, a date yes! with Dateline After Dark. I'm in. I love it. I'm oh my here god! For it. Oh my god! I l- Welcome to Dateline After Dark. I can't grab I'm your lovers close. It. You're just gonna have to describe everything to me. I I won't be able to watch it. Oh my god! I am so in for this. Oh god! It's called Dateline After Dark. Colon Katie squirms. Yeah, just full squir- just squirm city. All right. So one day, Christopher shows up at C- cousin Chris's house. All of a sudden, Chris, who was freeloading and sleeping at Christopher's house, has a mansion. No idea what he does for a living, house how sitter. he gets a mansion. House late- Okay, great. That's pop. You could be right. I because later on, we see a pool. Oh, House Sitter was a good movie. So fun. So, uh, Steve Martin. And Goldie Hawn. Yeah, great movie. Oh, she's so good. So, right. so Christopher shows up. He barges in without knocking. And he's like, guess what? Patricia and I and her master, we're making it work. We're going to, we're really going to, we're going to renew our vows. <laughs> he's not saying the master. Kimberly no, is he's not. I'm that. just saying it. But yeah. So he walks in and he finds Amber, his sister-in-law, Patricia's sister, and Chris, her ex's cousin having sex on the couch. Who cares? 100% who cares? Who They're cares? grown adults. They are both single. Do they have no a one... child in a bitter custody battle? Why do we care? I'm going to feel really dumb if it actually is her blood cousin, but it's not. I checked like three times. Okay. So... He says, you're having sex with your cousin. Like, it's a big deal. I thought it was the cousin because everyone was making such a big deal about it. I thought I had misheard. I know, right? Did they misspeak? They must have misspoken. But then I feel like Patricia would have been saying, like, my cousin. It would be her cousin, too, then. If it was Amber's cousin, it would be her cousin, too. They clearly say her ex's cousin. And then why would they add in the caveat of she's managed to stay friends with after her divorce? Why would they say that unless it was someone from the cousins, from the ex's side? Why do we care about this? Why are we even being told about the cousin relationship? Okay, I think I know. So Chris is like, 
dude, you can't tell. Nobody knows. It's a secret. It's a big deal. Please don't do it. And Amber's like horrified that they've been caught. So Christopher is shocked because apparently he didn't see Chris kiss Amber's Band-Aid, and, <laughs> which is the new euphemism. The dirty Band-Aid. <laughs> That's the new way to say it. And I do not like that. I do said, not approve. I, do, I just, I'm going to state that clearly. I do not approve of kissing the dirty Band-Aid as a euphemism for anything. No, it's kissing the eggy Band-Aid. Okay, enough. <laughs> I'm Yoki, closing, I am Yoki closing Band-Aid. that down right now. I let something okay. slide. This is not, this stops now. It's been said, never again. So Christopher says, okay, fine. I'm not going to tell, but he's horrified. He needs the vapors. He's like aghast. I, he's shocked. It's like he saw a brother and sister having sex. And so he just storms out. So then later, later on the same day, Patricia calls her little sister Amber, and Amber is freaked out because she thinks Patricia now knows about the sex with cousin Chris, but she doesn't. Patricia just wants to invite Amber and Chris to come camping with her and Christopher for Christopher's birthday. So the foursome, again, why do they not think that Amber and Chris are a couple? They plan double dates together all the time. They're clearly a couple. We're literally seeing B-roll shots of the two of them together, of Amber and cousin Chris together, what what appears to be like guests at a wedding. And they're just yes. standing there together, her in a dress yeah. and him in a uh-huh. suit. And I'm like, okay, they're... They're a couple. How does no one see this? And why do we care? I wish there was a scene where everyone's like, what? You were sleeping with? And then the little girl who never has any dialogue, who's like six years old, is like, did we not all know that? It's oh so God. obvious. He kissed her Yoki Band-Aid. Come on. Kimberly. Sorry. So You're not they sorry. Go, they, I'm not. They go camping, and for some reason, they tie up a huge Scottish <laughs> banner on a tree. Not for Be- some reason. Not for some reason. <laughs> because when you're camping Ding. in the woods in the middle of nowhere, it is important to show the pride of your family's origin country. Oh, my gosh. To the squirrels. You know what else he- it's important to have in the wilderness? I know. Is it healthy snacks? Healthy snacks. Healthy snacks get a bad reputation. Let's be honest. Most don't taste very good. They don't fill you up. They certainly don't satisfy your cravings, especially if your cravings include intense adult nighttime exercise. This episode is sponsored (laughs) by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. So we're talking Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars. You've heard us talk a lot about the granola bars, but the keto nut and seed bars have one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 50 calories. They're fantastic for anybody following a keto lifestyle, a swinging lifestyle, and they're perfect (laughs) snack for anyone who is trying to eat better or cut back on sugar or carbs without sacrificing taste. Okay, the fact of the matter is I eat like complete garbage. My favorite food is cheese fries, and my favorite meal is straight-up birthday cake. But I love the keto nut and seed bars. I am really trying to eat better, and these bars are just perfect to help me do that. They taste delicious, and one bar fills me up way more than just packing in junk food. 
Mm-hmm. Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars have the perfect balance of sweet and salty, crunch from whole nuts and seeds, but still manage to be soft and chewy. They're really soft. They're like the perfect denseness. I love it. They come in delicious <laughs> flavors like caramel sea salt, sea salt dark chocolate, peanut butter dark chocolate, peanut, hazelnut, mm. cashew nut, <laughs> macadamia nut. And Hubert used to be able to make it sound like he was saying macadamia nut. <laughs> Five people got that reference, but it was so worth it for those five. Tell us if you're one of those five. If you're one of those five, then you are best in show. So (laughs) my current favorite is absolutely the macadamia white chocolate keto nut and seed bar. It is, I don't want to say it tastes like a candy bar, but for someone who likes candy bars a lot, when I'm eating it, I feel like I'm eating this really healthy version of something that I already You're getting your fix in. Yeah, absolutely. They're a perfect quick snack to satisfy your sweet tooth without guilt. They taste incredible and you can't beat the low sugar nutrition or taste they provide. And by shopping online, you can avoid another trip to the grocery store, which is great, by getting Monk Pack delivered right to your door. Try it for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code DATEDATELINE at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. It's a nice offer, but you're going to like it. To get started, <laughs> just go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com to select any product, then enter the code date dateline at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monkpack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. You'll eat those nuts more than a chipmunk pack. So something with chipmunk. I think monk pack has something to do with chipmunks. I've decided. Because they're nuts and seeds. Oh, my God. It only took a year to get. Is this chipmunk pack? Be a chip off the old... Bl- no, it's I can't. fun to guess. Oh, God, I can't get a slogan now. Now I'm all discombobulated. Thank you so much, monk pack. Check them out, guys. Thank you. So Brenda Strong asks us, who could guess that it could all go so tragically wrong? And I was like, us. Uh, We're watching up. ID. What do we think is going to happen? My God. Also, there's some BDSM happening. So And an open s- marriage. And, and we an know from marriage. Dateline that when they say, when you hear the words open marriage, you're like, well, someone's about to get murdered. Yeah. It, That's it. No judgment if you're doing it, but it it sometimes leads to murder. I'm sorry. So, in an ID network show yeah, or then a Dateline it leads to show, if you're on one of those shows and yeah. those two words happen, yeah. the correlation is direct. Now, so, it is going to happen on 90 Day Fiance, and we think that could also lead to a murder. So, Yeah. But that's just because of their situation. That might just lead to a broken heart. Yeah, you're oh. right. the The bleeding will be in internal. the heart, internal. The bleeding's coming from inside the heart. Yeah, the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> so we see the unicorn laying outside with the with blood all over it. Even though obviously Christopher did not bring the daughter's unicorn with them camping because she is not there. So is Um, the daughter there is the question. No, the daughter is not there. She's definitely not there. It's the foursome. They say it's – they're like, it's the foursome, just the four of us. But was there any part of this episode that you thought it might have been the daughter? 
Well, they keep showing us this creepy mask, one of those mm-hmm. like drama drama people masks, like a tragedy um, comedy mask. Tra- no, it's more like um when um Buto? Bobby Hill plays Tartuffe the Wonder Dog. Yes. Like it's that sort of mask to me. Mm-hmm. So quick cut of that, quick cut of blood going down a drain. Again, no one, okay, we, no one gets killed in the shower. And There's one more point that I really thought. And we see her. the bloody unicorn several times. I'll but I you. think it's to symbolize symbolism. The, why did he, did he have the unicorn because the daughter wasn't there and he took it to like. Remember her? No. He can be gone for a day from so the So why is the, does it have blood? It's symbolic. It. They show it earlier too. It's just symbolic the, what, to show the, 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 the marriage mystical... is being torn apart. Yeah, the connection between the stepfather and daughter is about to be torn apart. It makes no sense. The daughter's fine, but it do- yeah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But um, so one of the campers the next day has gone missing, and we see rescue guys, and they look over this embankment down a ravine. And they see something in the river. So <laughs> there's no other way to take a shortcut and walk around. They but literally they have, have to, to repel. repel. Yep. <laughs> they have to repel these rescue guys down this embankment. Like, where were they camping? This have you ever very done that? You have rugged never done area. That, no, never I don't repelled. think. No, I've never I don't repelled. think you could. I've done it once. Absolutely not ever again. I had no. to. No. So they go to the bottom and they find it's a tent that's like wrapped up. They cut open the tent. They find blood. They call the police. Detectives come and a chameleon, I keep wanting to say an iguana, is overlooking the scene just propped up in a tree, surveying the scene like he's the head police chief and he's watching how the officers are handling the crime scene. They should have given him a hat. (laughs) <laughs> I would love that so much. Yeah. Yes. And a little sticker, a little <laughs> sheriff's badge. And maybe a tiny cigarette. Yes. <laughs> he should I have the badge around the necklace. Smoke, he would have yeah. the badge around the necklace, like NYPD blue and mm-hmm. a cigarette. Yeah. That would be right. So inside the sleeping bag, they find Christopher. It is him that is dead. He is bloody bullet holes many bullet holes turns out patricia has reported him missing he's been shot a ton of times i don't think we get the actual number his cell phone and wallet aren't in the tent there's no gun but for some reason no oh my god i forgot about this there's a close-up shot right next to the body it is a weird doll's head figure figurine of a bald man slash maybe a baby. It's a baby. With it's a baby man. Glasses and a mustache drawn on with a sharpie, sitting in the bottom of the ravine next to the body, like it's supposed to symbolize something. I'm gonna need everyone. You don't have to watch this episode, but you need to go. Yeah, what's the time code? 2309. So you need to go to season season five, season episode five, 10. Episode 10. Yeah. Clash of the Tartans, 2309, and tell me what that is. And why. It's, it appears nowhere else in the episode. And it's wearing a little shirt. So the doll has a little red uh, bandana material shirt. Um, and tartan? Then is it the, tartan? No, it's a bandana. That's what's weird. 
So maybe they couldn't find a doll tartan shirt. It is the most disturbing thing. <laughs> they linger on it for way too long. He has a drawn on mustache. And like, with glasses. a sharpie and glasses like with a These sharpie. Thick black glasses. So my first thought was, okay, Christopher in this, Scottish Christopher, has a little mustache. And I was like, is this supposed Does to he? be like a dummy of him? Does he have a mustache? Yeah, I thought that the doll was there to like, you know, when they're trying to solve something or figure out. And then there were none. And there's a symbolic like figure that dies in the way the person dies. No, I meant it's more like that the the cops are using the doll to be like, okay, this is how the body fell. Like a a dummy is what I thought. But it's the size of a softball. But it's the size of a child's. Like a I don't think it smaller was smaller than big. a cabbage patch. It was like that. I think it, it was, was much like, smaller than a cabbage patch. He had patch. little shoulders. So but all you can see is the shoulders. Is he buried in sand? Kimberly. I thought it was just the head. No, no, he's go to 2309. He's <laughs> in a shirt. But it's it, just it's just um wit, head, chest up is the only thing we see of the doll, right? It's yeah, so I'm it's a it's sure. a bust. It's a doll bust. Can you see him? Yeah, so you could see that's his little shirt, the red yeah, shirt. Yeah, I for, you're right. I forgot. You're right. He's in a little red bandana shirt. Oh no, because he has the full beard drawn on. Kimberly, there's a line right here, and Christopher has facial hair, but not black. He's light haired. Like he looks. No, Chris and Christopher, Christopher look fairly similar to me. Christopher is a dark blonde at best, light brown. He definitely has brown. Right, hair. but He's not brunette. sharpie. Do you think what it? <laughs> but Christopher, so, does Christopher wear glasses? You no. So then, this is not apt at all. I think that they're marking where the body was, and here's the other problem: Christopher is found in a plaid shirt, but not a bandana. Bandana print is paisley, like a red bandana. I don't understand. I really don't understand. I think it's just supposed to be creepy. I think it's supposed to be creepy, like the quick cuts of the weird mask, the Tartuffe mask. The facial hair is identical on the doll. I want to know You so think bad. the police use this? I want to know why ID Network used this. Why is it here? <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. Was it a joke? It was has this an but editor's thing? But there's a close-up of it. So it's not even like they were trying to get away with it, like sneaking something no. in. They had they do a full-on close-up of it. They have this weird little doll, and he's like poking through the bushes with a scalpel or with like a tool to part the bushes. So so I don't understand. Are they supposed to are they implying like t- children play in this area and left a doll there, a creepy doll at the bottom of a ravine that you have to rappel down? This should be untouched by nature and leave no trace. And yet someone has left a doll there. A doll head. No, no. It's a Sorry, full doll. A full doll. Do you touch the doll or is the doll like definitely satanic? Yeah, I wouldn't touch the doll. Okay, the, the spirit. There's a spirit hidden in that doll and it will be transferred to you if you touch it. I'm also really confused because the doll looks like startlingly Latino. See, like I a, thought like- Asian not scottish no not at all okay that that doll is yeah that was the most fascinating anyone has any answers we don't understand and i'm i'm sorry to go on about it you guys but i'm not i i need answers i need answers i also need answers about the cousin thing uh 
because now I really want to go back and make sure that I'm right. Who directed this? We need to. There's so many questions. I need to see the original script is what I need to do. (laughs) So detectives go tell Patricia, we found your husband. He's dead. And she does not even attempt to fake cry. Mm -mm. Not even at all. So then they show, oh, and the daughter is sitting there coloring for no reason. And Patricia is now holding a stuffed unicorn. That so we've never seen before. We've never as far seen as before. I'm concerned. But we know the daughter loves the unicorn because Christopher gave her that doll figure, that unicorn figurine. But From this Scotland. is a stuffed, a stuffed unicorn. And From Patricia, Target. the mom, is cuddling it. For comfort. So okay. this is when I thought the daughter did it. So throughout the next <laughs> because little she's bit, coloring we, like cold as ice. But she's not coloring in a coloring book. She's drawing a picture. And so what I'm thinking is about to happen is we're going to get a review. She like they keep cutting back to her right. coloring, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, that yeah. picture is going to say so much. That picture is going to solve. The it's going to be her holding a gun over her stepdad's body. It's going to be her talking to her mom's master and being like, we need to kill him. <laughs> so because you give me better presents, something right. like that. Yeah. But yeah. then um, it never happens. We never no, see never the, pic- the finished picture of the drawing. No. So I think it was a tree. Maybe it was something camping. Maybe. So, oh, so why she, is your daughter in the living room when police are in? When are the police right are talking about the dad, and it's like she can't hear them. Telling you that he died, and why they were camping? Where was the child? Right, uh, with at a sleepover. Maybe she goes on sleepovers a lot. At six years old. Maybe her grandma is in the picture. Sweet yeah. lord. So she goes. Maybe I, the BDSM community has like a babysitting chain that is set up. Like a round robin type thing. And so that when you're doing your activities, there's a babysitter that does like a group daycare at night. That would actually not surprise me that much. That would be a good business model, actually. A lot of those groups are very like sex positive and extremely about safety and like very much so respecting each other's boundaries. Uh Uh-huh. 100%. So I would not be surprised Mm -hmm. if they were very responsible and did Mm -hmm. something like that. I agree completely. So she, Patricia says, we went camping for Christopher's birthday. Chris, cousin Chris, had to leave early because he has a medical condition where he can't be out in the cold. That guy? That guy? Did you see him in the shower? He has no medical conditions. He is a perfect specimen. There's nothing. Sorry. So, but for some reason, he's like, I can't be out in the cold. So he leaves. Maybe I don't. I, OK, so he leaves. Um, well, the two like girls are. I don't know. What, I'm sure there are conditions. Raynaud's. I don't know what he I was has. just going to say. So, is it Raynaud's? He's just Raynaud's. I don't know. Say, is it Raynaud's? So um, so they the, now it's just the three of them. Christopher, Patricia and her sister, Amber. I think Amber even hugs Chris goodbye when he leaves. How is Patricia not seeing that her sister is sleeping with this guy? Patricia's real wrapped up in her own stuff. <laughs> That's true. She has a lot going on right now. I also don't think she'd be that mad to find out they were dating. I know. I think I she'd know. be kind of cool with it, but that's fine. I mean, look at her sex life. She, who is she to judge? Different yeah, strokes for different the, folks. Does the sister know about her sex life? That's exactly. what I want to know. Right. So they, the three of them are drinking. Christopher 
passed out early, went into the tent and went to sleep. Patricia and Amber stay up late, but they are freezing. So they wake him up in the middle of the night and say they want to leave. Christopher says, I'm not leaving. You go. So Patricia leaves him her gun for safety that she brought along. And Amber and Patricia go get fast food and then go home and watch a movie. When they go I to pick they were him up, tired and cold. Why are they going home to watch a movie? It's like 11 o'clock. Great point. Oh. I had the same question. So they go to pick him up the next day. He's gone. His tent is gone, but his pendant is on the ground. So she calls the police. And the police are like, why would a stranger find a random campsite and kill a guy and then go to the trouble of throwing his body over a ravine wrapped up in a tent? Okay. So. Excellent point. Detectives go tell Samantha, his ex-fiance, who happens to her B-roll. She's using a long tree limb cutting device of some sort. Like I thought she's she was trying to get the, cha- the chameleon out of the tree. But great, maybe. I thought that was happening. So she's in shock. She says she's still friends with Christopher and supported him getting back together with his wife because she wanted him to be happy. Uh-huh. Mm, wow. So she tells the detective, you know, Patricia's sister Amber is sleeping with Chris. So apparently and Christopher- the said, big whoop. Big whoop. But, it's yeah. not her blood cousin. So I guess Christopher, when he found out and said, I won't tell anyone, he did tell Samantha. So he broke that promise. I think that's promise. fine. Um, but she's yeah, outside he, like, of the circle. He also so I guess immediately okay. told her. Yeah, like, he immediately told her. Within like 24 hours. Um, yeah. Also, would it have been great if a cop had turned to the camera, broken the fourth wall and said, it's all right, ma'am. They're not blood relatives. <laughs> I love right? it. I'm here uh, for it. It could have been good. I love it. So we are left to wonder, is that the kind of skeleton someone might kill to keep in the closet? I really Again, hope not. They're they not, are not blood, blood relatives. relatives. And they are both single consenting adults. So detectives go see. They're pushing it hard. Yeah. Detectives go, unless I'm wrong. And if I made that mistake, then I have to we say. We have to re-record if you I, made that mistake. No, we I'm willing to, to I'm willing to be on air saying. I made that mistake if I did. I'm going to add in a snippet. An addendum. Yeah. Yes. Just to a, prove no, that a, I'm a right. Preface. Pr- oh, a beginning. preface. Okay. Yeah. So detectives go see Chris, cousin Chris, who's half naked again, swimming in a huge, gorgeous pool with a waterfall. Again, like an infinity pool. Were what? he and Amber homeless and now he lives in a mansion? Maybe he's house sitting. Will he confirm the sordid story? And I was screaming at my TV, it's not sordid. There's nothing sordid about it. So it's her ex-in-law. I'm not in-law. It's her ex-cousin by marriage. Cousin-in-law. That's like, okay. See, the only way I feel like this would have been scandalous is if it was his brother. Yeah. Her ex-husband's brother. Yeah. That could be a little K-Scandalique. By the so, way, we have new merch. K-Scandalique. Do we? Edward Atkins made it, and it's awesome. I'm sorry. I as really know that I'm late to the ballgame, but just tell me it says K with a K. No, but that's amazing. That's yeah. good. No, it's K-Q-U-E. What about K and K-Scandalique? I like that, too. 
I like that too. He Sorry, even made I'm... the proper French, the way to actually say it in French. So this is the best part of the whole episode, you guys. Oh, Lord. I screamed. <laughs> Cousin Chris says he wasn't camping that night, but he doesn't make it seem like they were lying. Like, was he? were they lying or what? was he there and then he went home early? He No, he said he wasn't. He didn't spend the night. He didn't say he didn't go camping, did he? I don't think he just, I think he just said he, I don't know. Anyways, mm -hmm. the reason he, what he was actually doing that night when Christopher was presumably killed, he was playing Dungeons and Dragons. And oh my God, I screamed because I didn't know that when I picked this episode. I watched the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes of several episodes. No idea what happened in the middle. When I got to that part, I screamed what the actual F that what are the odds that two episodes of this series have Dungeons and Dragons in it and we have done them both now? It's a sign. What the heck? It's a sign. Um, I was shooketh. Did it? Okay, so you didn't watch it in sequence the first time then. So I thought that D&D &D might come in because we saw a 12 sided die. Right before when like we're going to like a commercial break, they had like they flash on a on a dice. And I was like, What's D &D that doing there? again? Yeah. Oh my god. Crazy. Also, also I just don't buy cousin it. Chris cousin Chris is, is not playing playing D and D. &D. <laughs> uh, there we no. go. So also we do have a lot of listeners that play D and D. I feel like they might con confer that concur. I don't know. I think all I think a bunch Maybe. of people play D D and D though. It's supposed to be fun. Do people, is that what you only miss 100% of the shots you don't take refers to in his life? Storming Dungeons the castle of Yanderback. <laughs> in our siege of Yanderback last summer. And they all had to get tattoos because they messed up and they got defeated by an angry warlock. But he looks like he spends 23 hours a day at the gym. <laughs> no, he's yeah. absolutely a CrossFit trainer <laughs> under no or or he works at like LA Fitness. Yeah. So, um also when he gets out of the pool to talk to the cops, his towel is tartan. So Oh my god, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh so Amber, the sister talks to detectives. She repeats the same story as Patricia. They went and got fast food and then they watched 27 dresses because the basic. 20? So she also happens to I'm just kidding. I love Catherine Heigl. So she happens to have the receipt for the fast food restaurant right in her purse. She pulls it out and shows the police. Why does everyone always get like all about people having receipts on hand. I have a thousand receipts shoved into my purse. I would probably be able to find a receipt from the night before. It's more like it's maybe the only receipt you have in your purse. And in the last date line that we had with the receipt, it was like, it was like practically laminated. It had no creases. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was It weird. was pristine. Yeah. So uh, Brenda Strong tells us, the family has more scandals than the Portland forest has trees. Was it Samantha? She's standing and looking at the camera. Might be her. Wife Patricia. Sister-in-law Amber. Cousin Chris. The daughter. No, they don't show the daughter. And her unicorn. So detectives verify that Samantha was having a wine and gals night at home. Some 
rosé all day time. So it is not her. They get a search warrant for Patricia's house. In the house, they find Christopher's wallet, even though Patricia said she left it at the campsite when she left him there when he was alive. Mm -hmm. She says, it's just a mistake. Um, I'm, I was confused. I thought I left it, but it was in the car. Brenda Strong tells us in voiceover, it's most certainly a lie. I didn't know that. Brenda. Was that mm. shade? Also, I like that Brenda is now just the tea. investigating. She's part of the investigation now. She is inserting her own opinions yes. in the investigation now. So police think Amber is clearly the weak link. She cries and her lip quivers every five seconds. She's so they're like, we can break this woman. Yeah. So they arrest her for murder. And how? She, how? With what information? We don't how? know. There's nothing. They're like, we got a warrant for uh, to arrest yeah. her for murder. And I was like, no. How no. did you do that? Unclear. Okay. Um, as they arrest her, we see close ups of teapots and more Scottish tea. No reason why. My God. Then, um, so they arrest Amber. Because we're freak- about to find out the tea. Right. <laughs> they uh, they, they ah. freak her out and they get her to break. They offer her a get out of jail free card, immunity, and 16 months in county jail. So that's not exactly get out of jail free then. I don't understand. It's a good deal. It's a great deal, but it's not immunity or get out of jail free. But I think that this is a kind of scenario where she absolutely will not serve 16 months. Right. She'll serve that's true. one. Right. So she signs the deal with a quivering lip, so much quivering. She tells them everything. She says, Patricia, we see Patricia in green tartan. She did it. Two weeks ago, they made the plan. As they're planning, they are drinking coffee out of a scottish coffee cup good god they're really (laughs) ramping it up ding 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 ding. (laughs) patricia tells amber you can do this because amber's like the younger sister that's easily swayed they plan the camping trip and they get christopher super drunk they are pretending to drink but in the most convoluted unnecessary plan ever they take an alcohol bottle empty it fill it with water and food coloring and pretend to drink from that the whole night so that they stay sober as Christopher gets drunk. Totally unnecessary. He wouldn't have noticed if you were just sipping. He wouldn't and have noticed. What if he wanted to take a sip of that alcohol? Unsure. Uh, what I'm guessing is, and that they failed to tell us, is that... It's the he, kind he doesn't like. Right. He probably doesn't like tequila. Yeah. It's really just dumb, though. Totally unnecessary. It's totally unnecessary because if he did catch you, it it would have been really bad. Exactly. It's way worse than just faking it. Pour your alcohol onto the ground. You're outside in the woods. You just do a flip of your cup. You say, I'm going to the bathroom. And you empty the cup and then pour yourself a new one. He's not noticing. So he passes out early. As he goes to the tent, he drops his pendant on the ground. Patricia brought a gun and Amber is shocked. Why? I thought this was the plan. Why is she shot? How did she think that Amber was going to, or Patricia was going to kill him? Unsure. But now she really knows Patricia's serious and she's going to kill him. Patricia looks at Amber and says, he's not coming home with me. Better line reading. He's not coming home with me. No, he's not coming home with me. I I don't remember how she said it. He's not coming home with me. He's not coming home with me. 
She opens the tent, storms into the tent, shoots him like a million times, empties the magazine. Yeah. Then she has blood splashed all over her face. And Mm. she says, give me the other magazine. Amber hands her the second clip and she empties that one into the tent. Why? Where is this anger coming from? One shot would have sufficed. It's just overkill. They wrap him up in the tent. Also, no one's hearing this. How deserted are they that you can shoot 14 times and no one hears? But it's also the woods. So people would maybe think you were shooting an animal. No one's going to. If you're in the woods. Yeah, but you do like a single shot at an animal. Not boom, 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 boom. Like you're at a Wild West shootout. Don't you think? I would think it was target practice. If I heard that many in a row, I'd be like, oh, someone's doing like target practice. But it's also like one in the morning. Someone's drunk and doing target practice and they're going to get themselves hurt. That's probably true. So they wrap him up in the tent and they push him over the ravine. I was impressed with their upper body strength. So it seems like it would be difficult. But I guess they're rolling. The rolling motion is easier. Kind of. Were they really close to the ravine? They had to Mm, get him far. I don't think so. Yeah. So they go get fast food and they keep the receipt for the alibi. Amber said Patricia never wanted to work for a living. And Christopher had a life insurance policy of 100K. Um, you're still going to be working for a living, you dumb cheese. I'm trying to make cheese catch on because yeah. of Nanette. You're a thief, a liar, a, liar, a, cheese. a cheese. Patricia is a total cheese. She's the same as Nanette. She's a cheese. Here's, I think that she was actually doing what Nanette did, which is she needed the $100,000 to tide her over until she could Until she got the next man. A new husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So they arrest Patricia. They clear Chris of any involvement because he's the hottest guy in the world that plays D&D. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm sure a lot of you are super hot. I feel like, do you feel like he might have been involved? No. Okay. Mm. Was it sisters doing it for themselves? For themselves. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Then we see, Okay. We see Amber's mugshot. Now, I was going to instruct you all to stop what you're doing, pull over, and give it a bing. Amber Luber's Luber's mugshot right now. It doesn't come up when you Google it. Oh. The photo they show does not come up. So that means I'm going to have to post it. But I don't really want to post it on social media because I feel bad kind of feel badly for Amber. So I might like put it on our Instagram stories or something. But I do want everyone to see it because it's worse than Michelle Babes with Coffee and Diana that said, hi, hi. It's somehow worse. And then Patricia, we see her mugshot. Let's just say the actress playing her way hotter. It was a glow up. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised by Patricia. Yeah. But it's also a really bad picture. It is a really bad picture. So who knows? I don't know. I've taken pictures where it's like, ooh. Yeah. Worse than that. Patricia is found guilty and gets 25 years to life. And then they're talking about how Christopher doesn't get to watch his daughter grow up. And they show the daughter holding an iguana or a chameleon but it, i couldn't tell if it was a plastic one 
or if it was real and just very, very still. It looks I don't real. Feel, it looks real, but it's not moving. I don't know if ID has the money to have like an onset handler to deal with a child actor having to hold it. But do you feel like the exec producer might be a purveyor of these exotic pets? We asked that last week. No, that he himself has them all. He owns them. We asked we that asked last that? week. Okay, sorry. Yeah. We thought maybe he has just terrariums and he just wants oh, to get all right. of them, their SAG cards. And this chameleon's name is Chester and he wants it to get animals a SAG Animals get SAG cards? There's SAG for animals. True story. We know a girl wow. that went to college who had her cats in SAG. So. Who? Oh, Julia. Julia. Her cats were gorgeous. So um, Christopher's dad, who's adorable, says that the memories that he has of his son are like ashes, like those from the campfire site or something. And it's sad. But I just really liked the dad. I thought he was really sweet. I felt bad for him. He seemed to have no clue that Patricia was a maniac. I know. He's like, I thought she was so sweet, my daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Brenda Strong tells us, even in this city of roses, there will always be thorns. And that's when I learned that Portland was the city of roses. Who knew? I didn't know that. I thought that was Pasadena. I would have thought I thought they had the exact same thought. Why isn't mm. it Pasadena? Unsure. Are they um, both the city of roses, maybe? Could they, bo- could they share that moniker? Yeah. So this um, was an episode full of mystery. <laughs> yeah. So many questions, guys. We love the show. We love blood relatives. Also, the blood relative, once again, was not the killer because it was his wife. And in the last one, it was his stepson. So. Oh, my God. You're totally right. Also not the blood relative, but that's okay. We're two for two. Let's see. We're going to do one more in this series, guys. Yeah. We want actual blood relatives killing each other. That's what we desire. But we may not get it. And we if might not get it. I'm going to keep my eye out for that doll. That doll is so weird. I'm going to have nightmares. Also, what if I'm wrong about the cousin thing? That's going to stress me out. Can you get a screenshot of that doll? I'm going to check right now. Can you get a screenshot of the doll somehow? It needs to be oh, posted. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course I can. Yeah. And we need a clear shot of the doll so people no understand how bizarre it is that it's there. No problem. Please keep in mind, it has. it's not referenced. There's no reason for it to be there. No, it's not. And, and, it's speci- and I thought you were, when you said you saw another one with a doll or something, I thought it was going to be a tie-in. Mm. And they were trying to tie in all the episodes together. But This one felt like it with the D&D, the kitchen shots, another lizard, like definitely. Sorry, Art. Are chameleons lizards? It, I think so. If it's not, that's crazy. That would be very strange. Okay. That would make me feel that I would be very confused if I've been saying lizard this whole time. Yeah. But maybe I don't know what a lizard is. I don't know a lot of things. <laughs> uh, we hope you like this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, sorry if it's too hot to handle. Sorry for this for all the hot, steamy business also no judgment whatever floats your boat as long as it's consensual but sometimes people don't want to hear about it in a podcast that's true sometimes they don't want it described we don't even want them to say the word lovers on dateline oh my goodness also please know that um it's not that i can't watch because um i'm ashamed 
of no. what they're doing. I have I don't like watching intimacy on television. I know. I have extreme feeling for the people in the scenes because right. that seems extremely difficult. What you she are was so doing. empathetic that you feel so much empathy for the actors. I do. That it's uncomfortable for you to watch. It is. I feel bad for her. That must have been a rough shooting. That's a lot of stuff she had to do. <laughs> rough. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Come, Bye, come, everybody. Come, 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 chameleon. You come <laughs> and go. You come. Oh, is that why? Because of karma? But that it could be any episode right. with murder. Did my best. I mean, there must be. They can't just randomly take each episode and a different creature, pick it out of a hat, and assign. Maybe that's what they're doing. And we're trying to find meaning where there's no meaning. When have we ever tried to do that before? Okay. Every episode. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Lay down. Sure. I, putting on sheets is tiring, actually. I always do it in my lingerie, and I get very hot. Putting on a fitted sheet. That's work. Oh, because you get have the short corners arms. Because you're a gotta, shorty. Yeah, but you got to match the right corner up and not do it the wrong way. And then you got to... I know there's a trick. It's where the tag is. The tag is where you're supposed to know. I've lower never struggled left. with matching the corner. I feel that's interesting. And now I'm going to struggle next time because you brought... You made me well, aware Well, it's of rectangular, it. but you don't know that from where you start. It could be... You could be so going I've horizontally. So I've been lucky my whole life? Your whole life. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, it just or, ran or out. Or you have a square bed. That's it now. <laughs>